on this week's Disaster Dark, we are joined by Mitchell as we talk about the Marvel Soiree, we talk about disability in the parks, we talk about the latest Disney news, and there is the usual drinking and the occasional curse word or swearing. So, without further ado, on with the show. Howdy, Dis After Dark listeners. Toy Story Land is opening up at Hollywood Studios on June 30th. Book now for some great summer deals and to see what's new. Take a ride on the Slinky Dog Dash coaster, ride the alien swirling saucers with the kiddos, enjoy a new third track on Toy Story Mania, and grab a bite to eat at Woody's Lunchbox. Remember, if you book with me, I'll take care of your dining reservations, fast passes, and create a personalized itinerary just for you and your family. Mention this ad to get $25 off your deposit. Reduce stress by letting me do the planning for you. I make the plans, you make the memories. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com and on social media at WPMagicJourneys. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. just one of Mr. D's friends in a kill. She, she did say, as long as your balls don't touch, you can do whatever you want to me. Hello and uh, welcome to this week's Disaster Dark. Uh, I'm, I'm Mick. I should really go by Soap Dish by this point. I mean, Jesus Christ, I don't really want to be associated with that conversation. We um, know you think you're Jesus Christ, but you're literally not. I literally... You sink, you sink when you have a bath. Jesus, never. I've got a story about that. Anyway, um, I'm joined, as you can hear already... From the the craziness by Mr. Craig. We bien sûr j'habite à Liverpool. Paul does. P does. Paul Washington even. <laughs> Good evening. And a show wouldn't be a show without Paulie D. How nice of your neck. <clears throat> Good to see you again. Good to talk to you again. It's a welcome return. It feels like it's been far far too long since we've all been. It together. does. Um, and we have a very special guest. Actually, that might be hyping up. We have a guest. Um, you <laughs> may it. know him from such podcasts as DLP Hot Seat. Okay. And well, that, is that not where we'd find you? Yeah. 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 Go for it. Um, it is, if you don't recognise his voice already, Mitchell. Hi. 
It's so nerve-wracking. I love it. It's not nerve-wracking. This is supposed to be the, the easiest podcast you'll ever be on because it's loads, loads, loads. Um, well, it's hardly uh, as easy as mine, is it? Uh, you haven't had 45 minutes of uh, P-Dub shouting for fuck's sake. That is very true. That is very true. I think I think I told you guys about that when I recorded DLP Hot Seat, <laughs> how the first, yeah, almost the first hour was just Mitch, Mitchell every every like two minutes appearing on the call going, can anyone hear me? Oh, for fuck's sake. And we're just sitting so they're laughing, just not knowing what to do with ourselves. Um, Are you all cockney-wide boys on the DLP Hot Seat? Oh, actually, it... my co-host is uh, a northerner. Oh, he's a, he's a Bolton. Oh, they've got the internet in Bolton now. We know, know someone from Bolton, don't we, Simon? He probably delivers um, your Bolton person's uh, DSS envelope every week. <laughs> <laughs> we've got no Game of Thrones in Northern Bolton. <laughs> Let's let's not get two Game of Thrones on on this show. For those for those that, who save that for Universal Thirds reference. That's oh well, my missus. Well, she won't be listening to this, but if she did, she'd get the reference, Mister D. Certainly, mm-hmm. I can't stand that nonsense. Anyway, without further ado, um, let's start the show as we do each and every week. Uh, not with talking about ginger nuts, but talking about what <laughs> we are drinking. So, uh, I'm going to go to Craig first. What are you drinking, Sunshine? The oh, other half, the other half a bottle of red wine, chin chin. <laughs> What was it we were drinking last night when we were recording? Yes. Uh, we recorded, if you haven't heard already, Everybody's Got One came out last night. Uh, we recorded that. Um, so, yeah, go and listen to it. It's, it's about musicals. Musicals! So, it was Sha-la-la-la-la. a lot of fun. And not much singing from us, thank you. Who knew um, that one with the yellow brick road, whatever that's called? Who knew that was a musical? Yeah, I know. Nobody knew that the, the Wizard of Oz was a musical. Um, Mr. D, Does- what are you drinking? Uh, there, was a, there was a deal on in Tesco, so I bought a random assortment of canned mixed drinks. So tonight, or at least this is the tonight one I'm Matthew. starting with, I am Captain Morgan with Spiced Cola, Spiced Rum with Cola. Very nice. To be, to be followed by uh, some pink gin, I think. I've not had that yet. I've seen that, but I've not had it yet. Mm, okay. Um, Mitchell, what are you drinking? Hi, uh, for my first and last ever invitation onto this podcast, I've got a 7-Up, which uh, I saved for my takeaway on Saturday night. What? That is classy. Exactly. That is classy. And I'm saying this as we've now got a bar at the bottom of our garden, and this is the best that I could come up with. There's a bar at the bottom of the garden, and his name is Wiggly Woo. (laughs) Can I just ask, is that bar at the bottom of your garden run by the Poddington Peas by any chance. <laughs> I, I think I'm that reference has just gone straight over my head. So. Yeah, you are a few you are a generation too young for that joke, but <laughs> you know, there will be some people that get it, thankfully. See, um, I get a lot, but just not that. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a YouTube link. Um P dubs, finally, what are you drinking? Oh, uh, to ruin it all, I am now on a full health kick. With Disneyland Paris only being ten weeks away. Does Nick know that? <laughs> what do you mean? Does it, do I know that? I've been, I've been. You've seen my runs on, on you know, our fitness group. He's thing. seen your runs. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, well he we sends me Orlando. videos of his diary. Yeah, <laughs> you, it, and he usually puts it through a sieve for me. Have you been eating the Disneyland Paris food already? Well, no, it's not coloured. <laughs> it's not coloured, obviously. Um, you do. You, you must have. You may not know, but when me and Craig um, went to Orlando last year, he produced the biggest shit I've ever seen in my life. He was so <laughs> proud of it as well. Um, 
That's all right. Health kicks are gone. What are you drinking, B Dubs? Just water. That's all right. Fucking hell. I'm, um... Ten weeks. The Betty Ford Clinic. I'm sure they do like a six week rehab program. Like, <laughs> you could be drunk for the next four weeks, you'd still be okay. See? Exactly. I um I actually this is how dedicated I was. I even went for a run on my birthday. Um but the day after that I was walking down the road and there was a, a gap in the pavement I didn't see, like a pothole. And I twisted <laughs> my ankle um and I've only just I'm only just the sad music. Such a face. Sad music I'm not in. putting sad music in. I'm not, I'm the one editing it. There's gonna be no sad music in this episode. Um and and so yeah, because of that, I've had to. Um, I've, I've not been able to. Somebody strangling a cat. <laughs> well, that, that That's what sad music is, isn't it? I don't know. It depends how you feel about cats, really. Um, <laughs> not. I'm not. I'm not judging, obviously, by that by that comment. Um, but yes, yeah, so my training has hit a bit of a brick wall, but it will be back on track tomorrow. But I am drinking. So um, this really does deserve sad music. The last of those really incredibly hard to open Budweisers for the screw tops from the World Cup. The World Cup's over now, and so is my drinking of Budweiser. Um, back to Bud Lights for me next week, I suppose. Dilly dilly. Dolly dolly. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was needed. Right, so there's a few things that we want to talk about, but uh, the reason why I asked Mitchell to be a guest on this week's episode is because, um, just like uh, our own P-Dubs, he is like the biggest Marvel fan I think I know. Like he, He's yeah. obsessed with it. His walls are covered in posters. Um, he yeah. dresses up as Black Widow. Um, I do. Really obsessed with it. So much so um, that uh, he went to the, the Marvel soiree. Yes, Which I is did. a swanky word for I- night. I think. Um, do you want to know my experience with Marvel? I don't know if uh, you've heard how extensive my Marvel knowledge is. Um, I watched 45 minutes of the first Iron Man film and nothing since. Well, you're <laughs> probably not the only one. You're probably not the only one. And maybe I, I got forced up. to watch it in media. Other than that, oh, I've see. watched nothing since. <laughs> see, I got, I got forced to watch... Um, Seinfeld in media studies, but I actually then appreciated Seinfeld and started to watch it. But you obviously gave up with Marvel at that point, which is fair enough. Which is fair enough. To be honest, I gave up by the point where we were made to do twelve-page essays on etching. So yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was the point where I was like, nope. Media is a bit of a, a Mickey Mouse class, if you ask me. I, I should know. I did get a degree in it in the end. Um, so, <laughs> so I suppose first of all, what the hell? dragged you to Disneyland Paris <laughs> on a hot summer's night to go to a Marvel night with your your fandom of Marvel being as extensive as it is. Um, well they announced the um like they announced the programme probably about a month beforehand and they said in it that there'd be rare Disney characters. And at that point I put my money down and went, Yep, done. Booked. And um yeah, that's pretty much why. Because they said there'd be rare Disney characters there, um, which most people seem to have missed. Uh, and it seems to kind of be quite a controversial thing as to why they were there at a Marvel party. But um, I absolutely loved it. And that's the reason I booked it. And yeah. I had a lot of friends going anyway. Mm. And um, it was kind of my birthday the week before. So I had money available to just throw down it. So I did. Look at him! Look at him showing off. He had money available. Mm. Oh, God. It, have you got a days. job? Well, yeah. 
Well, basically, the thing is, um, my father has started speaking to me for, for the first time in seven years, so I get birthday money from him. Oh, so look, at you. Oh, oh. look at you off showing off. Father. Yeah, like having parents that actually talk to you. Daddy issues. <laughs> me and Craig don't talk to either of our parents, so we've got one up on you. Ooh. They don't give us money either, they just give us threatening letters. <laughs> um, so, because, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing, like, when they announced it was a Marvel... Well, first of all, when they first announced it was Marvel, I got the date wrong, and I thought it was the 7th of June. So when I looked at it, I thought, it's a Thursday, that's a bit awkward, plus <laughs> there's, a, there's a train strike on that day, fuck getting to Disneyland Paris that day. So I decided against it, not realising it was actually the 7th of July. So I I probably would have contemplated going. And then when they Have you got a, an annual pass? No, not yet. Although, <laughs> me and P-Dubs are going in September as you mentioned oh, okay. there, for Run Disney. Um, and oh, you're, the, you're there the week before me then? <laughs> yeah, I deliberately found out when you was going so I could make sure that we weren't there at the same time. Um, <laughs> you wait, I'll catch you out. <laughs> well, you, you apparently you can see my house where you live, so you probably well, will do. I, I, I probably could. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, one of one of these days we're just going to bump into each other. Uh... Oh, you'll, just, you'll be walking down the, uh, the street and you'll recognise each other's voices. That's what will happen. That's what happened. He's like he like he's so offended by that last comment that he I know he just left I just the call. kind of walked out. No, <laughs> my friend just my friend decided to ring me in the middle <gasps> of the recording. I pressed the wrong button. I meant to decline her, not you. You've got oh, a just... father and friends. <laughs> so off. He's With like, a job. He's like oh, he's Jeez. Jeez. Um, so I've got to be honest. Like when they announced. And, and P-Dubs, we talked about this a little bit, you know, because yeah. in all seriousness, P-Dubs is the Marvel expert here. Um, and I mean, I've got to be honest, when they started to announce what they were going to do, like the initial announcements, I thought, man, this is going to be a good night. Mm. And then somewhere along the lines, it's almost like they decided that it wasn't going to be a good idea. I don't <laughs> really know why it kind of ran out of steam all of a sudden, but... As you said, like they announced they were going to be doing rare Disney characters. Yeah, I mean, I would have booked it a long time ago if they had have told me in advance that. I booked it, I think, with about three weeks to go. Um, but, um, yeah, it seemed quite strange to kind of... But to be fair, um, they kind of only announced it when there were a very small amount of tickets left. Um, I think when I got mine, but I didn't actually get mine in the end. Um, but I had a friend who wasn't going, so I uh, bought theirs off them. Because right. it randomly sold out, and my thought in my mind was when they announced that Disney characters were going to be there, it was kind of a last push because they hadn't sold enough tickets. But evidently not. So I don't know what the idea was <sighs> behind that personally. Um I'm not that convinced. sounds like such a, an idea to sell those last few tickets. Yeah, I'm, I've got to be honest, I'm not convinced. And the only reason I say that is because neither... Because this was, I think, the second soiree they've yeah. done. Well, the first one went down really well, uh, despite the fact there wasn't actually that much going on from what I saw. Um, the Tower of Terror one. Yeah, it didn't seem like a big kind of night, as big a night as this did. Um but obviously, this was very poorly received by a lot of people. Um, well, the Tower of Terror thing, I can't remember if they actually announced how many tickets they'd sold. 
but they mm. hadn't reached capacity anywhere near. No. And even fan days, I mean, we've, we've talked about fan days on, on here before, and the fact that, you know, they were comping people, they were flying people in from America for it. The wrong people. <laughs> Those as well. Um, you know, it, it's, that to me screams of, we're not shifting enough tickets. And I'm not, I'm well, not entirely sure what it is. I don't know if it's just because they don't give people enough time to book the holidays over here. Um, you know, obviously the American parks, you know, people make a living, uh, yeah. vlogging and blogging and stuff like that. So, um, they always have people on hand that will at a drop of a hat will be at some event, but you don't really get that with, with people in Paris. Um, so I think that might have something to do with it. I'm not convinced that the Marvel event sold out. I think they reduced the number of tickets. It wouldn't surprise me, um, but I did try a lot of different results to try and to get a ticket. Um, it was only because my friend had some spare that I managed to actually be able to go. Um, but, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I, mean, I, think... I just I just wish they had done that about three days later when I could have bought a ticket. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they announced it at first. It was like 2,500 uh, 2, tickets. It was something like that. It seemed like that amount was realistic for how many people were there. Mm. Um, because a lot of things were quite quiet. But um, then again, when you get quiet things, other things are more popular. Mm. Um, so it kind of wouldn't surprise me at all if there were less. But it makes sense that there was... Because originally I heard uh, there were 4,000 tickets for this. Uh, and then I got told 2,500 as well. Mm. So maybe they aimed to have 4,000 and they just reduced it down to 2,500. What I do know is they actually reduced down the offerings that they were doing. Um, because with these Disney characters, they announced them in six locations. I think it was six or seven. Mm. Um, and they announced there'd be characters at Plaster Remy and Tomb Plaza, where Buzz Lightyear and Mickey usually meet. Mm. Um, but both of those, there were no characters there. So those two got reduced. Um, so I think there were cutbacks at some point. Um, and obviously, there's a big thing that everyone was thinking about the whole Terra Terra um, mission breakout overlay for the night, which ended up just being a dark shaft. Um, <laughs> Ooh, like, let's let all that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 too much for me. Um, yeah, so I mean, again, and this is something that me and Peter was talking about. I think it was when this was announced. This was the moment that we were like, "Jesus, we should really be there," because both of us like Marvel. Um, I like the Tower of Terror, but having seen Mission Breakout, I can't wait for them to do that in Disneyland Paris and it is a matter of time until they do yeah. um, and also the fact that they had announced that they were going to um, change the music in, in Rock and Roller Coaster for it now yeah. not, again they've announced that that ride is going to change in the future so we know that's going to happen and I wasn't expecting big things but mm. even though it was going to be for a one night thing I did expect wrongly obviously um, that they would actually be showing the film footage from uh, Mission Breakout. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, the California Tower Terror and the Disneyland Paris version are almost identical. I think it's only height difference. I, I mean, I was 
debating this the other um, week on a another podcast that I host because I obviously don't have uh, enough things to do in my life considering I host two now. Uh, but we were two? talking that amateur hour. <laughs> don't get out of bed for less than four. <laughs> uh, but it wouldn't surprise like personally for me I think well because at the minute um, loads of scaffolding is going up on the Terra Terra mm. um, because it's having work done on the outside which is uh, an insurance thing but they've proved that um, they can project onto it Yeah, I wouldn't be object to um, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't object to having um kind of the mission breakout overlay as a temporary thing for however long the refurb's going on for. Um, I think that could be uh, an idea which would please both the fans of Tower of Terror and the people that want mission breakout, uh, just like Hyperspace Mountain's doing Mm. in the other park. Um, And it would make sense um, just to have that going. And also, it, they could market the hell out of it and say, this is only going to be here for 12 months. A theme tarp over it, just a change of soundtrack. Have have it temporary. I think it will work. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. I can see the value in it. But at the end of the day, it's going to be stuck right at the beginning of a Marvel area. So it's going to oh, have definitely. to change at some point. And I think the only thing that's delaying that, as you as you mentioned there, was the insurance job, where they've you know reached an out of court settlement or whatever it is with the, um, the construction company that builds in the first place, and they're basically putting the things back to how they should be. Um, and had that not been the case, I think they'd have probably already started work, changed it over. Um, oh, definitely. I think he'll push it back about a year um, than what they were originally planning to do with it. But I I, I can't see. Why? Why they wouldn't do? Um, Obviously, the big spanner in the works is the um, concept art, but you can't really look too much into concept art. But um, yeah, the agreed. Fact that at the twenty twenty five or whatever year they said that's going to be what the park looks like. That it was the Hollywood Tower and not uh, the Mission Breakout. Yeah, and I mean, it, you know, we we could definitely be wrong. But I just don't... I say this as someone that's never read Tower of Terror. Oh my god. <laughs> what? I, I I am extremely scared of anything like it's not the dropping, it's the whole theming. Because it's so well themed. <laughs> Even thinking about it makes me absolutely frightened of it. <laughs> hmm. I've got to say I mean I think we're all in agreement on this on this show that the the Tower of Terror, if you're ever gonna if you're just gonna go on it once, then the only one to go to is in Hollywood Studios. Um, yeah. The Disneyland Paris version pales in comparison. The California one pales in comparison. Um, that is the ultimate one, and that's the one that no one would ever want to see change because it's it's a much better ride. Um, Luckily, it looks like that it's not going to change if Guardians all... is going into Epcot. Oh, it, it, it won't become Mission Breakout. I, I, I think I do think at some point it will be changed from the twilight zone into something else but i don't think see that's be what i thought was the that was the uh, initial plan from what i heard for the studios was i, uh, I want to get that. rid of them all get rid of them turn them all he's no. just shit stirring yeah he's just oh, had no. too much wine he has yeah get them into guardians because they're tired 
the boring. The one at Disneyland Paris is dog shit. Ninety percent of Disneyland Paris is dog shit. The cupcakes are dog shit. Everything there is dog shit. Crot de Chian, if you don't mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the poor man's Walt Disney World. The Tokyo version is not themed to Twilight Zone. No, and never no, has been. Okay. And that's we themed that as well to Guardians. No. Yeah, <laughs> that works. That works well without needing the Guardians overlay. Moving anyway, on, moving on. Nothing to see here. Anyway, we'll ignore Craig's <laughs> controversial comments. I can't wait for the abuse. Um, so the, the night itself. So let's kind of go back to that. So thank the, you, Plane, for being noisy. <laughs> it's heading your way, Nick. You're, don't worry. I'll, I'll see it. I'll, I'll look out the window. Um, so <laughs> did you? Was you going with people that? did like Marvel? Like, was you the odd man um, out in that group? Pretty much. Um, from what I saw, no one else really booked this party for the non-Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um, but I did. I'm, <laughs> And I'm proud. I'm proud that I did, because there's a lot of people now saying, oh, I wish I had a book that, because there was these so-and-so there, and so-and-so. So I'm glad I did. You've got to be more specific <laughs> than so-and-so, because it doesn't so break and so and So-and-so, so-and-so. Were they twins? people were obviously quite annoyed because Mike was there Mike from what I gather has never really met in Disneyland Paris Um, the Sultan there were loads of characters there that people had wanted to meet and they didn't read the press release like they should have I don't I'm sure I've met Mike there but I definitely haven't met Boo they Um, they brought out for a bit didn't they Mike I from what I gather, hasn't really met in Paris. Um, he might have. Um, I didn't go for nine years. But um, from what I gather, because um, obviously the statue's always there. Mm. Um, and I wasn't really expecting him. I was expecting Needleman, just like fan days. Right. Uh, and it wasn't. So, nice surprise. <laughs> yeah, it, it just seemed a bit... Like, you know, the characters they should have really brought out if they wanted to bring out rare, rare characters, in my opinion, was like Big Hero 6. Yeah, but that's a dog shit film, so. No. Oh! Oh, man. This is, I tell you what, this is just who can make the most controversial statement. I so, mean, it, and and I mean, include the phrase con- dog shit. Yes. That's <laughs> common theme here. That's my. <laughs> just be looking at Craig's posts. It's full of dog shit. Is it should, controversial or is it just right? No, it's definitely controversial because uh, you're in the minority there. Cool. Fred's cool. The rest of them. Nah. I mean, Hero's a massive dickhead. Sorry. I don't. I don't. Rate he Fred is not a likable character. He's a massive twat, really. And the last forty-five minutes are just generic superheroes. So, but what do I know? I don't like Marvel. <laughs> uh, it's all right. I'm sure someone will, will mention Jimmy Savile later on, and you know, <laughs> it will take it down an even darker, more controversial oh, start than perfect. we are now. Jimmy um, Savile, Peter <laughs> Walter, and your pet hamster. That's all I'm saying. No, and, and not mention dog shit. Amazing. Um, so, did you? You mentioned you've never been on Tower of Terror. Nope. Did you go on the what was Aerosmith's rock and roller coaster without Aerosmith? I, I've I've been on it before, but not. Uh, but from what I gathered, it was closed most of the night. It kept breaking down. By mm. the time we were outside, it was completely broken down. Yeah. So, I don't know if a lot of people actually did get on it in the end. No, I know. I, I saw some tweets from people that did, um, and they said it like I think it was completely in the dark. I don't think there was 
the usual lighting rigs uh, that you could see. And I don't know what song it was, but they said it was a song from Iron Man 3. Um, now, the only the only song I can remember from Iron Man 3 is Blue Dubba Dee Dubba Da. Um, and I'm <laughs> that quite, sure well, I it wasn't that. It, had that been on. Yeah. I'm assuming it was ACDC or something, because they're, they're always featuring the, uh, the Iron Man films. Um, but yeah, that, that seems to be a bit of a disappointment. I imagine when they do a proper overlay of it, it will obviously be a much better experience than it was, but regardless. Mm. Um, and the Terror of Terror, what I, what I was reading is when it first started that night, there was no music and it was in pitch black. There was nothing at all. Yeah. And then as the night went on, and I think people complained, they started playing uh, music from Mission Breakout, but again, still in the dark. Someone it said wasn't that very it loud. sounded, yeah, someone said like it sounded like someone at the bottom of the lift was just uh, playing it on like an iPhone speaker, <laughs> um, <laughs> just booming out random Guardians tunes. Um, yeah. That's that's what I've heard from people that were there. Um, I didn't what? hear any positivity about it, and apparently they'd uh, painted uh, hashtag two on the lift. Because why not? Hashtag two. Hashtag no two. No clue. No, no one could quite work it out. They were like, "Does that stand for Guardians of the Galaxy two? And I was like, mm, "It could do, or it could just be." Was it the number two? Or was it a... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So it was or was it the written weird? Oh. Didn't, they, didn't they have hashtag two on the like the movie poster or the DVD case? No. It was, on the second one? It was volume well, two. Was it? I mean, yeah. um, I'm surprised no one's made a joke about the Tower of Terror being a number two, but... Uh, <laughs> well, it's... It, like, I, it's I perfectly lined a up... A dog's number there. two. A dog's number <laughs> two from Craig, of course. Why, right, why... Why did Disneyland Paris consistently fail at these premium um, nighttime events that they keep putting on? Why are they just literally shit time after time after time? I I personally think it's teething problems. I think they've decided to do this stuff and they're basically walking before they they run or running before they're walking. Magic um, Kingdom, Magic Kingdom in in Florida is doing it. For the second summer running now, it's about $100 off the top of my head per person. The park stays open late with limited number of guests for three hours. Yeah. Uh, you get free soft drinks, free ice creams. All the rides are open. All the rides are walk-on. And everybody's loving it. There's no stupid overlays, half-baked, with cock-ups and things breaking down and iPhones at the bottom of lift shafts. There's none of that. It's just the basic Magic Kingdom why did they have to ruin it by putting on Fan Days, which was shit, and Marvel, which sounds like, from what I'm hearing, was absolute shit? I mean, both of the events were very well received for if you take... Well, no, <laughs> the Marvel wasn't. Uh, I didn't hear anyone that went to the Marvel night saying they had a bad night other than, obviously, the obvious uh, problem. Um, yeah. From what I gathered, everyone enjoyed themselves. They just said it wasn't a Marvel night. Um, and fan days seemed to get a very positive response from everyone that I spoke to. Um, I did know there were quite a few people on Facebook complaining. But these are the same people on Facebook that thought they were going to meet every one of the 80-odd um, characters. Um, so, 
I think the problem they is with with fan days is that it was a good idea, poorly executed. And I and what's telling is that they kind of suggested during fan days that there would be another one. But they didn't say they, they didn't say it was coming back to Paris. And I wonder I, I if it was a it trial was going run. Back to Paris. I don't. I'm, um, I, I, without um, saying too much into it, um, the person behind the event. Um, the prince. Yeah. Um, from what I heard, Van Days was a reason to hold a party because they wouldn't let him have the parties anymore. That's right. Uh, I'm not sure how real that is. Um, real. But I'm, I heard it from people that seem to be in the know. So, um, so I reckon it will come back to Paris. Um, and to be mm. honest, a lot of people straight away said, we'll do the next one, even if uh, a lot of people that didn't go have already made arrangements um, saying, we'll go next year, we'll go and get a car there. Um, people are already kind of working out what they'll do for the next one. So I think it'll be stupid for them not to, really, because it's going to make money. And that night, I do think they made money, even if it was six euros for well, a cupcake. Of course it cupcake. was. Six euros <laughs> for a 20, 20 cent cupcake. Um, yeah. I mean, I've got to be honest. Let, that, don't that, cupcakes should have been free? I, I agree, just because I wanted more cake. That's the only reason I'll agree. <laughs> I, I mean, the thing is, I thought fan days looked good from what I was seeing, but I could also see why it was yeah. a problem. Um, see, I had was, a fantastic night. It was ridiculously <laughs> organised. Just um, don't promise what you can't deliver. Keep it simple. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think you turning around, not you turning around, but you know, but saying that there's going to be, <laughs> I'm looking at a wall now. <laughs> but if you if you like say there's going to be eighty characters and going to be this and this and this, you can't deliver it. I mean, you can say you did. Well, eighty characters were there, but people want to know they're going to be able to do the things that they're going to do. It seemed like it was just unorganized chaos, um, and, you know. And and they did things like these premium uh, talks, which they then let people go into for free because they hadn't sold enough tickets and you know it's it seemed like they'd bitten off more than they can chew and i you know if it does come back i would consider going because they can't fuck it up that badly twice um i mean great idea in concept you're, you're giving them a lot of i am um, giving them a lot of credit um only because i do try and i don't be think optimistic. they will um, I, I think i think they'll improve it i'm I'm optimistic. If they cut uh, half the characters, they said there's going to be 40 characters there. Um, You know, it's going to be on for an extra hour. We're not going to close the lines early. We're going to make sure that it's, you know, limited by to so many people. I think you mustard. Um, But with what they did and how they did it, it was just a mess. You either had an amazing night or the worst night of your life. And oh, that definitely. Is, that is not just right. simplify the pricing for one, right? Because then you don't get the elitism where you've got John Lasseter lookalikes walking around, um, waving their their tickets all over the place because they're they're privileged and all that, whatever. But just keep it at a nice simple price, like they do in Walt Disney World. It's one price for all: children, adults, everyone, and you all get the same. None of this tiered malarkey. It's it's dog shit. Mm. Yeah, but obviously that's what made them the money. I think was selling these 
but then it just it very it expensive. Just, it just created <laughs> resentment when they, what they promised wasn't delivered to the I mean, front of what the... some of those packages were totally missold. Um, they they some people were sold a tour a tour over both parks with an Imagineer. Um, and in reality, they got a tour of Ratatouille, which is shutting, uh, which is going for refurb soon because it's broke. Um, so that's pretty much what they got a tour of, um, which most people, if they've seen, they could easily see a video on YouTube or I know there's Disney Life, I think, have got the uh, making of Ratatouille. So it seemed like a very bad um, sell. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for for um, what people are paying for packages, I mean, knowing who bought those packages, I don't feel that much sympathy for them. But I mean, um, I mean, I didn't pay very much for my ticket. I paid a lot less than I thought I would have to, um, and I, I felt like I got value for my ticket. Um, but I know that others paid what they paid and didn't, um, mm. including some of my closest friends who aren't best pleased about the whole thing. Um, how, how much was your ticket? Mine was eighty nine euros, I think. That was, and the funny thing about that was that was the early bird pricing because I mean, I got um, with that I got twenty seven characters and twenty one of those I'd never met. So for yeah, me, so that's a good it night. felt well, that's... yeah, it felt totally worth every penny in my opinion. And then I, on top of that, I got the Max show. I'm a massive fan of a goofy movie, um, mm-hmm. so for me that was a kind of whole nother thing um and then i also got um i also got to see the closing parade the ducktales parade i got i got a lot for what i paid i felt um there were things that i wish i had done but i did what i did and i for the most part i enjoyed every minute of it and that's that's what every that's what everyone should have walked away feeling yeah i totally understand that and I, i i get that i'm certainly kind of very lucky with what i did get to do um but i i planned it like Mm. crazy um (laughs) in my head i was i knew what i wanted to do and i'm lucky that quite a few of the characters that were must-sees for me were some of the most unpopular of the night um because i'm quite niche as it is (laughs) but um so i was lucky with that really Mm. um but yeah (laughs) <laughs> can't really add much more <laughs> now before we we kind of move yeah, on from this before we digress that was that's been in God. yeah but before before we kind of move away from uh, any of the soirees that they want to do at Disneyland Paris um, we do have to talk or I do want to talk about something that happened on that night um, yeah. now hopefully most of you listen to this episode um, listen to us regularly and you would have heard the episodes that I put out about uh, probably about six or seven weeks ago now with uh, Phil. I did a two-part special with Phil um, talking about disabilities in the parks uh, and some of his experiences and, and everything like that. Um, and we're going to actually do a follow-up episode about that uh, in the next few weeks. I'm going to sit down with um, some other people that I've been working with um, in regards to that. And we're going to talk about that from a, from a, a different kind of and a more expanded point of view. Um, but there was something that happened on that night um, and it, it involved somebody that you was there with, Mitchell, wasn't it? Or you uh, was well, hanging around with? Um, someone that I was going around with for the whole night was yeah. involved with the incident. Um, I didn't know um, 
I, I think it's Lisa. I'd, I'd, I'd kind of, um, I was kind of there just, um, just as she was starting to ask the people, mm-hmm. um, because I was with, uh, uh, I was with two disabled guests, um, who are some of my closest friends. Um, and, they hadn't had a great fan day, so I was with them for the Marvel party, um, and just to try and make sure that they get as much done as possible because I wanted them to have the most amazing night. Um, but obviously, they'd said just before about not allowing green passes, um, which I think is ridiculous. So that, yeah, I wanted um, to pick up on that just to interrupt a second because this I think, has I think been... I just jumped ahead about five different. No, things. no, it's, it's fine. <laughs> This is, I mean, this is something that's been a, a kind of a, a, content, a bone of contention with these soirees is that for some strange reason, um, Disney decide that because it's a special night, that disabled guests can't actually use their passes. Now, I know that there will be people um, who listen to this who don't even like the idea of, of there being any kind of green passes or disabled access or anything like that. Because you know Slightly it's dicks, far then. too well because they're dicks, but because you know it's far <laughs> too easy to lie about sorry, disability. Um, and so, so, so literally, you're saying in a soiree, being disabled isn't valid. Um, yeah. Pretty much, that's like obviously it's a special night. So I'm guessing for the special night, one of the special features is that disabled people aren't disabled anymore. Yeah, you're that is, that is, that's surely illegal. Literally, that's illegal. Well, I suppose it's not illegal because I think it. Lit- I think it is. Well, it I mean, should be. Yeah, it should. That's the thing. I think it, it, you're right, and it should be. Um, but I think you know, technically, they don't have to do anything. All they've got to do, as as a theme park or you know, as a business as you are, is that you have to make sure that something's accessible. If you choose yeah. to allow people to not have to queue or to be able to come back at a, a time when it's quieter. I think that's just a perk, um, for, you know, to allow people to have a more enjoyable night. But I don't think, and I think that's the problem, is that they're actually under any obligation to offer you any kind of assistance other than that. You know, as long as there's a ramp involved, you're, you're mustered, you know, by, by the yeah. law. Um, I mean, even that it. wasn't... That that was our complaint was that there wasn't a ramp available. Uh, <laughs> God, all right, so maybe, maybe I'll, I'll say that. Back I mean, then. we were kind of because we were we the boys had decided that they well they wanted to meet Marvel characters as well as the Disney characters we'd already got. Um, so we said we're fine queuing this queue, um, but he can physically not get up onto that platform because Black Widow was meeting upstairs. Jesus. Like up probably about four or five steps, and my uh, friend's son is life limited, uh, and he can't walk. There is no way whatsoever that he can even get up those steps. Um, and even if he did, what on earth would he be doing up there? Even if he did get up those steps, he couldn't stand. Um, so it was kind of a bit of a stupid idea, really, to have. Black Widow meeting up stairs. Yeah. Did, um, did, did she come down? Did you queue? Um, did you get to that point was, where you were next in line? I mean, um, due to what what followed, um, we did 
they did help uh, us out to meet the characters. We got to meet Black Widow and we also got to meet Thor and Loki because of the events that followed. Um, but even so. Um, but we got taken through the back of um, Meet Spider-Man and that led out into the platform where she was. Um, but then that, to me, just seems why couldn't we have done that in the first place? So Why did it have to get to that level? Yeah, so so to cut, not try and cut a, a long story short, it's not even to see that long, but basically what happened was that there was a guest who's uh, a friend of, uh, a now friend of mine, um, she's fantastic. I hope you don't mind me saying that, by the way. I'm not, I wasn't talking about um, about Lisa, but I was talking about the person who I found okay. this out from in the first place, Ben. Um, but um, yeah, but I've spoken to Lisa; she seems lovely. But um, she, like, so you, you, you were waiting in the queue to meet Black Widow, and it was at the was it the back lot? Is it called the back lot um, cafe? Or? It was in the blockbuster cafe. Blockbuster but, cafe. Um, that's the one. But uh, I, from what I gathered, she because we were. Uh, we hadn't actually got in the queue. We were asking about if we did queue, could we get the wheelchair back? Uh, in could we get the wheelchair up there? Right. Um, but at that point, um, from what I understand, Lisa had just been queuing. But because um, all the doors at the front of that blockbuster cafe are kind of there's a lot of windows, mm. and because there were regular flashing lights. Uh, with people taking photos it was um yeah so she was complaining at that point um just saying is there any way can i get a return time because i cannot stand here Uh, i cannot stand here with this happening it will set me off um and then there was another guy who was also helping out um and there were a few of us kind of complaining about how it was not accessible um, and that's kind of that was the point where I got there, basically. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it will make sense in a once Nick explains. <laughs> well, I wasn't there. I'm only I'm only going on from what I know. Well, yeah. But so so Lisa um, suffers with epilepsy. Um, so that's that's her condition. She was obviously worried about the effects of the light, knowing that it could trigger her to have a seizure or you know something like that so she'd asked about the possibility of you know if her friends could queue and she could kind of rejoin and they're like no can't do that can't ask for return time can't use your green pass so she was basically well i want to do this so i'm going to have to just kind of hope for the best and she wasn't obviously very happy um and then of course the worst situation happened which is you know she did have a seizure because of um, all the lights going off um, and she started having an epileptic fit uh, on the floor in the cafe mm. now which was ridiculous this is going on oh it was actually outside oh, it outside, was actually okay. outside but you hadn't even got into the cafe right. at that point um, so so this this took place over about 10 to 15 minutes of mm. like her having this this seizure and at no point was anybody actually helping her? Um, not official, anyway. Uh, yeah. My friend, um, I'm not. I don't think she kind of wants to kind of take the name and take because she knows that she um, 
I think she doesn't really want to put herself out there too much. Yeah. Uh, but my friend, I won't, so I won't name or anything. But she, um, because she's got the two disabled kids and she has to deal with fits a lot. Obviously, not epileptic fits, but she's very good in first aid. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as it happened, she was down on the floor. Um, she was sorting it. She she was an angel, to be honest. Um, she's. I just think Disneyland Paris are very lucky that she was there at that point, um, because it could have got a lot worse. She could have ended up with brain damage, um, and it took, from what I gather, because uh, I was there, but I wasn't kind of. I was trying to keep my distance because that's not what she needed. She didn't need a crowd around her. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm. I know nothing of first aid. I'm not going to be any help whatsoever. Um, so I kind of, at that point I went on a massive rant online, um, about how appalling it was, which, um, is still getting, uh, kind of brought up now. Um, but, um, I kind of wanted the word to spread because I knew how dreadful it was. And I felt so sorry for the girl, uh, for Lisa, uh, cause she was trying her best. And it was just showed how awful the circumstances were with not allowing the green passes. But um, we could, uh, they did come out from, like, I didn't know what was going on really. Um, but from what I gather, they came over and they did call first aid. But at one point, they weren't getting water over. Um, my friend was requesting a straw because it's easier for, in a fit, for that to help. Mm. Uh, if it's just straight down, it does. It's not as easy. Apparently, um, I'm not sure what medical terms or anything. But um, I don't think straws a medical term, no. I know, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how it helps. But apparently, yeah. it helps. Yeah. Um, but it took about 20 minutes of first aid to even get there, um, which was ridiculous, to be honest. And the worst um, thing is, as well, on that, like you said about the water thing. So bearing in mind, we've already established that they're next to or, you know, trying to get into what by the day is a restaurant. Yeah. No one is getting her any water. No, it took um, a lot of... Well, I think, it took I th- a lot of time for them to even bring over Well, I think in drink. the end, I think in the end, uh, one, of the pe- one of the people there actually got a bottle of water out of their bag. It, that might because have been the case, was, I'm not was, sure. That I was wasn't quicker. really... Than, than getting water from an actual functioning cafe, which yeah. is just just absolutely ludicrous. I'm sure they've got tons of water back there. They've got, um, they must. They've got taps. Yeah, even yeah, even that, even taps, or it's a cafe which regularly serves bottled water. Just grab a bottle of water. She is having a seizure. Um, but I think a lot of I know that cast members aren't trained in first aid from what I gather um, only the first aid people are because they don't want to be liable if something goes wrong um, but even so it should not take 20 minutes and it's not like the studios is a big park either No, I could literally be um, from the back of Fantasyland into the studios within about 10 minutes and it's quite obvious that I think at that point the park, main park had shut as well so first aid would have had to be in the studios um, so to take that long was ridiculous and they're very like as I say I think they're very lucky that my friend was there because it could have got a lot worse um, mm. if they had been doing what they were doing really yeah. and not doing anything I can't 
I can't blame the staff there if they're not trained. Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to say, you know, everyone should be first day trained or anything like that. Oh, no. It's not not always possible. I, I completely understand that. But taking, you know, 15, 20. 20 minutes to get first aid to somebody, that is life or death stuff. Oh, because definitely. Because she could have swallowed a tongue, you know how bad the seizure was, you know. And as you say, it's only because there was somebody in that party that knew what to do that yeah. probably stopped it getting any worse than that. Oh, definitely. Um, and I just... Yeah, it's it's kind of, I don't really want to add too much into it because obviously I wasn't directly involved. I'm not hugely aware of seizures at, at the time. I was kind of trying to look after my friend's sons as well because um, kind of they didn't know what was going on, really. Mm. Um, so there was a I was trying to kind of help him in the ways that I could because obviously I didn't know what on earth to do i've never experienced an epileptic fit um i don't know anyone with epilepsy myself um so yeah but and to be fair when they got their first day were amazing but they should have been over a lot sooner um and to be honest they should the guy because we were probably complaining for probably about 10 minutes saying she cannot cue what don't you understand She's not asking to skip the queue. She's saying, however long this queue is, can she return? Because she cannot wait here because it is going to set her off. Um, And kind of, I thought it was very ignorant. Uh, And obviously, they can only do what they're told at the end of the day. They can only do what rules they're told. Um, But it was totally ill thought out, the whole thing. Um, why on earth you'd have her meeting up on a platform when you know there's going to be disabled guests there, um, despite what they've tried. Um, yeah. Well, so I, it's shocking in my mind that it even that it got to that stage. I think the it attitudes. I think the attitude was. I mean, you just said there. You know, it, it was stupid to have her up on a platform when there was going to be disabled guests there. Well, you know what? The attitude to me is no, you can't use your green passes. They obviously didn't want disabled people there. That's clearly what they were trying to do. They just didn't want them there. They wanted a special it, night. It does kind of sound that it, uh, quite plausible, really, I think. Um, but even with fan days, they kind of had said for about five uh, months beforehand, green passes would be allowed. It was literally about three or four days beforehand that it was made aware that they weren't. Yeah. Um, but at both parts, uh, at both parties, they did have um, a disabled line to get in. Um, they did have a disabled queue to enter the party. Um, so it's not like they they weren't anticipating anyone disabled being there mm. because they'd made those queues. Uh, but it's and from what I could see, there were quite a lot of people using wheelchairs. Um, I know Ben. Um, who is disabled, he has the mobility scooter and he can walk briefly. But even so, I don't think it was made accessible at all. No. Um, um, yeah, that that was kind of the only problem we had getting the wheelchair anywhere during the party was um, with the Black Widow meet. We did every meet and greet except for um, Captain America. 
um, and we had no problems other than that. Um, I mean, he can't go on any of the rides really anyway. He, um, my disabled friend, he struggles a lot with, um, well, he can't, <laughs> there's only a certain amount of rides he can actually do because mm. he can't get out of the wheelchair. Um, so there's only kind of a handful of rides he can do in the first place. He can do Ratatouille. Uh, he can do the tram tours. That's pretty much it in that park. Mm. Yeah, because of the of, of how they can get them onto the... Yeah, but even in the other park, there's only Buzz, Small World, and the storybook boats. Oh, and the train. Mm. But even the train, he has to be lifted on. Yeah. So it's kind of a bit... Yeah. There should be more, in my opinion, but that's only my opinion. It, it's really funny, right? Because there will be people, and I was having a row with somebody on Twitter yesterday about, and actually, my wife got involved, which is very unusual for her because she avoids all this kind of drama. Um, and I was, was it a, who I thought it was? Who I think it was? No, that Brandon that popped up. Oh yes, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I, I don't know who. who I, that apparently, guy was. I got sent abuse by him earlier today. Oh, but, that's um, nice. But uh, he deleted it by the time I saw it. Yeah. So, um, but we was having a row. We was having a row with him about autism because apparently autism isn't actually a, a, a medical condition or disability, and um, kids just learn they they you know they can't they have to queue up sometimes and tough shit. Um, in you know in the in the big world of of disabilities in the parks, autism is one of the the, the smallest ones really. You know, we're talking about people that have, you know, can go into epileptic shock, uh, epileptic seizures, uh, people that need to use um, wheelchairs, um, some that need them just to get around, others that actually can't get out of them. Um, You know, they have to be in them all day long. Um, So, you know, the disability that I live with isn't as extreme as a lot of these things are. And yet, and I was saying this last night, when we was talking about this this Twitter thing that had happened, um, and I said the one of the few positives about the experience that we're having with our son now is that it's opened our eyes to just how I wouldn't say unfair, but how hard the world can be when you have something you have to live with that yeah. you've got no control over because you understand how hard things are. Like, we booked booked our first holiday for next year and getting on a plane with the kids for the first time. And we're there going, right, if we fly with you, can we use our buggy? Because we've got a special buggy for our son. Can we use that until we get on the plane and then have it? Because if we have to put it in with the luggage, we're worried about it getting lost, getting damaged, um, him having to um, not be with it for a few hours... Because he can yeah. actually walk, but he just doesn't walk for very long. He can't walk yeah. for very long. Um, and it's all those kind of questions that we never, ever, ever, ever considered to do with, like, what people have it, to go through until it affects you, you know? It's um, completely tough. It's not yeah. easy at all. And I think people just need a bit more compassion in life, really. Yeah. And so, in that, you know, one of the few positive things is that I'm now, I've now kind of entered this world of of what people experience with with theme parks and you know like with lisa's story like what's happened with phil before uh things that have happened to people like ben and that's all stuff we're going to cover on on our future podcast but i feel quite lucky that i'm i'm now 
part of that, but I'm even more determined to try and make a difference. And that's why I wanted to talk about it um, yeah. when we talked about it, because it happened when you were there, it happened at the event that we wanted to talk about, but it's just trying to draw attention to the fact that there needs to be more done. Oh, they're definitely. not doing think... enough. And they're ignoring it as well. Like, they've ignored this, this, this thing. There's been no apology to her. There's been no communication with her about it, other than, you know, we're looking into things. It's been almost, what, three weeks need... now? Um, I think it was two weeks. Um, two weeks Two weekend, weeks yeah. this Saturday, yeah. yeah. Um, but it should have been dealt with by now. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not sure what they're looking at, but whatever they're looking at, it's an absolute shambles that yeah. that was allowed to go. And I think it's amazing that people like your podcast and people like you, Nick, personally, are doing so much to help perception and improve and tell people about these disabilities and how they do affect people um because a lot of people when they see someone skipping the queue in disney um or using well not really skipping the queue but yeah when they see them using Eternal the use. green pass they think oh they're they're abusing it um they're it's just a huge problem which doesn't need to happen at all um at the end of the day they wouldn't be given that disability pass if they didn't need it. Especially at Paris, people, where you have to really prove it as well. Um, I mean, it's getting ridiculously uh, strict. And the thing is, they've now targeted, and I don't know how they can get away with it, but they've now targeted UK guests mm. and brought in different rules for UK guests compared to everyone else. Anyone else can just have a doctor's letter to get a green pass now. Um, whereas the UK need um, PIP, DLA or a blue badge now yeah um i'm not sure how that's allowed personally um but people need a bit more compassion people need to understand that at the end of the day a lot of people with these disabilities would rather queue and not have that disability if it makes their day much easier even a teeny bit easier uh to help with the queue to get a return time, um, then at the end of the day, that's what should be done. Um, and I think it's absolutely pathetic if people judge other people for disabilities. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> in, in your Disney opinion, um, I, I, I'm getting off. Uh, I'm getting off the podium now. <laughs> getting off the soapbox. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I, I just wanted to bring it up. I know. I know we've kind of gone on about it for a little bit so we will move on to more jolly things but um yeah it's just something that obviously is is important to me um i like to think it would have been important to me had i not had my own kind of story to tell but you know i think that obviously helps with that um and the drive to do it but i just hope more people i hope the word gets out more i hope more people are aware of of the situation that's happened we've been tweeting stuff about it and sharing stuff and um you know, I hope in the in the future that it, it it things do change because we're going to be going next year for the first time, hopefully, with my son after he's been diagnosed, and I'm already dreading the first person that accuses us of cutting up, uh, cutting into a queue, 
and how we're going to react to that because I know it's going to happen. I just know it's going to happen. I, I've personally never seen anyone um, actually make a comment, but there's always dirty looks. And to be honest, if anyone does make a comment... Um, oh, actually, no. There was one occasion, um, and I'm, I'm going to be frank and honest, uh, at the minute I've got um, an orange pass, um, which isn't the green pass. It's just... And it's only there... Um, to assist me um, with um, to assist me if there is a backup if I if I'm struggling if I'm heavily struggling with something then I'll use that as a backup I'm not using it I'm not abusing it or whatever and even if I was I've been given that pass I'm allowed to do what I want with it mm. um, but I have one comment saying oh I could do with one of those mm, okay take my oh, take if my only, disability if only it was that easy wasn't it oh you want to pass I command you to have no legs. Yeah. Magic it over. Exactly. I mean, I'm lucky that my disability isn't as extreme as uh, other people's. And it's, um, I haven't really, um, I mean, at the minute, I'm going through a process um, to see if it's something else. Um, But we'll see. Uh, But at the end of the day, I've got, it's a lot milder compared to other people that have been judged for uh, for using it. And I don't think people should. Um, not at all. I think that if anyone does judge it, then people need to take a bit of a look at themselves. Um, and that's not a target at anyone. Um, people could probably perceive that as something which is not. It's not. Uh, but if people do, then that's honestly my opinion. But I'm not people need to kind of assess their opinion and see where they're going wrong. Well, I think the only person <laughs> that can save this show now is Craig. So come on, Craig, say something controversial. So what the fuck was my avil like then? <laughs> God. <laughs> well, I, I there must have been some positives. I, I, the characters. I, I had a very good night and my friend... Uh, who obviously my friend who has the disabled boys who went to fan days and um, she bought one of the expensive packages um, and she said that she much preferred the Marvel party where she paid 40 euros per person rather than the amount she paid for fan days and if I said that she paid probably I I don't know if I (laughs) if I should say her exact number um but it was. Sure, listen to this as well. Um, it, it was. Um, let's just say it was a quarter of ten thousand um, pounds, and that's how much she paid. Two and, and a half grand. Um, one of her boys, uh, boys is life limited, um, so it was kind of for that experience, I think. Um, but why? Why does he charge in two and a half grand? Is my point. I mean, I agree. I'd literally <laughs> but... want a hand job off Minnie Mouse for that. <laughs> <laughs> there she, we said go, she, got, she said she got a lot more from the Marvel night, where That's, she paid 120 that... euros. Exactly. Than the two and a half thousand pound. So uh, shame on days. you, Disney. Shame on you. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> about shame on Disneyland Paris, <laughs> uh, P dubs. Yes. You've been uh, you sat there, month, like silently sitting there, 
Like, I, good I little think boy. I'm taking over everyone else's uh, speaking abilities. <laughs> ah, nah, I think I think everyone knows when I'm on a podcast, I'm the one that causes all the. Oh, other you stick Nick on a podcast, mate. You fucked it anyway. I get there my first and last appearance on Disaster Dance. Oh, believe me, we've had much worse guests than you come back for more than one appearance. Oh, happy living. Remember how there, there are war criminals that get invited back. You know, what I mean, you, you've really got to go when some did you have to. Tony Blair on. <laughs> <laughs> not yet Putin's Putin's on the next show um, now P-Dubs I will say before you talk about your story um, just because of what's been happening in the world over the last 24 hours can you make sure that what you say is what you mean and that you didn't like say slightly the wrong word to change the complete context of your story well I'll start with the words that I'm thinking Load of fucking bollocks is what I'm thinking. Oh, well, you're probably not going to change. Uh, I think I think you're probably not going to change those words. Yeah. No, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. And what I'm talking about is Disneyland Paris's Access One, or as Craig called it, dog shit. What I call it? Fast, fast pass dipshit or something. So explain explain what fast what pass dipshit Access yeah. One is then. Access One. Is your opportunity right, hang on, hang on, to hang on, Mr. D? <laughs> yes. Strap yourself in. This right. is this is quite a this is quite a ride. Take your teeth out and pop in a word is original. <laughs> <laughs> Till it, I'm way ahead of you. Uh, We've been doing that all show. <laughs> so Access One is Disneyland Paris's new fast pass service. For fifteen euros a day, you are you have the opportunity to purchase one fast pass, one extra fast pass on top of what you get. What bargain! So Disneyland Paris, where it's all paper fast passes, anyway. And yes, it can run out, but it's the old-fashioned way. It's the more romantic way of doing fast passes. What can they you get say on the case. <laughs> it's not a... be 15 quid for an Armageddon fast pass. Unfortunately, it hasn't got a fast pass game today. I'm so sorry to let you know. I'll just queue the, the five hours for it like everybody else. I, I'd, pay fi- I'd pay 15 euros not to ride Armageddon. <laughs> what? So, so, what did he do here, Paul? Did he just give you a paper fast pass that you can use on any ride you choose? So, it, it doesn't. They've not really given any details as to how it works at the moment. All it says is it's, you will get no time slot and you can use them for a selected attraction um, at any time. Um, apparently you get a souvenir. I'm guessing that's probably your fast pass ticket. There you go, yeah. keep a ticket. I think, it's, I think it's a middle finger from the person that sells you the ticket. <laughs> I do hope there's commission being made from this. Oh God. <laughs> So do I. So, so the rides are basically the ones that you can get fast passes for: <laughs> Big Thunder Mountain, Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast, Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain, Star Wars La Adventure Continue, Indiana <laughs> Jones El Le Temple du Perel, um, Peter Pan's Flight, Ratatouille. I'm not even going to bother trying to say the full name of that. Uh, rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith and the uh, Twilight Zone uh, Terror sorry, Terror. Sorry, that's Avic Aerosmith. Please get it right. <laughs> well, it doesn't uh, say that. It says starring Aerosmith on this article. Um, it's been launched on the 24th of July, so in the next couple of weeks. 
lasting until the end of September. So, Nick, me and you can try it if we want to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be buying one for every attraction because I'm a mug. Um, Magic Flex and Magic Plus annual pass holders receive 10% off. And Infinity APs will get 20% off. So you can get one, one euro fifty off of it. So go it's back an even to what... deal Armageddon for thirteen fifty. Oh man. So I've go back to what, what Nick's just said there, he wants to buy them for all the racks. Can you buy multiple fast passes for the day? Yeah. So if you you could, but it would be very expensive. Oh, that's, yeah. not, that's not the point. <laughs> I just want to give them all my money. So how many rides, are, what you've just read out there, how many rides are fast passable? Was it 10, 12? Nine. Okay, nine. So say, so it's 15 euros uh, for one ride. So say they said 30 euros for three rides, would that be better? No. That's still 30 euros more than it should cost. Okay, 50 euros gets you on all the rides, all the nine. Right, let's, let's think about would this you, a little bit. Would you pay? No. Well, how, much is a, how much is a day ticket? Uh, have to give them away with fucking Weetabix over there. It, it's a lot 70, of money. How much is Weetabix then? <laughs> 75 euros. It's about, right. it's about 75 euros if you buy it on the game, I think. If you buy it on the gate, you're a bit of a mug anyway. Really. Well, yeah, of course you are, but you do get day trippers. But I mean, even anyone you... that pays that amount of money. Well, I bought I bought a day ticket. Cookie. I bought a day ticket for September for the for the first day that we're there because I'm hoping to go and buy an annual pass. But I thought I'll get a day ticket anyway because it was they were on offer, and I think I paid about forty euros, like no, sorry, about forty pounds for a two-park, one-day ticket, buying it in advance. I think Uh, I paid €40 for a day ticket earlier this year when I bought one to exchange for my annual pass. Yeah. Uh, But that was online about a month beforehand. It's it's kind of interesting. If you you look at Walt Disney World, right, there's there's lots of this going on because, you know, it is so popular. They've, They've been so successful now at filling the resorts right through the year. You know, the crowds are high pretty much right through the year now. I mean, even even times that, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago were quiet, aren't, aren't quiet anymore. No. So they've, they've been able to milk that like crazy. You know, you've got to pay for parking now. You've got all these special events. You know, you've got all sorts of stuff. But but that's because they've got they, they, they've got the demand, right? And, and if if they lose a little bit of attendance but make more money, then, then they're quids in. Although they don't seem to be losing the attendance, but they're making the money. So in Florida, great, I get that. They're, they seem to be trying to bring the same thing to Disneyland Paris, but missing the obvious thing, which isn't that profitable or that popular yet. No. Surely you got surely you got to actually offer really good value for money, build it up, get people coming, then grow the events, and then you start you start milking it, which is just to be honest, what they're doing in Florida, they're milking it like crazy, but but that's because people want to go and they're willing to pay for it. Disneyland mm-hmm. Paris, why why would I want to pay? You know, it, it, don't get me wrong, I like Disneyland Paris, it's, it's, a, it's a good part, but, you know, when you're getting fleeced like that, 
Yeah. You just don't want to go. There's no way you're going to go. You we just were, save up and go to Florida. We were talking a few shows back about the Max Pass at Disneyland. Now, mm. off, I can't remember. I don't know if p can remember what it was, but I'm sure we, we were talking about it, and it's about $20 a day. And that gives you, I think, I think it might have been four or five fast passes. I don't think it was unlimited fast passes for that day. I could be wrong. But it also includes a memory maker. Which is your photo pass. Yeah. See, that's what I reckon the special um, souvenir is going to be, your ride photo. Although, obviously, for some of those rides, they're not... No, uh, it'll, be, it'll be a key ring, or it'll be a fucking cupcake. Um, <laughs> the world's smallest cupcake for you for free. Um, from Asda. It could, I mean, it could be, it could be anything. You know, free souvenir... Um, could be a straw, you know. It could be any number of things. It could be a right photo. You're right, but I, I don't think it will be. It will be that. I think that would be too generous of them, knowing what they're like. Um, and also, as well, <laughs> they want you to buy a photo pass. If people, you know, if people have got annual passes. You know, they get a heavily discounted photo pass as it is. They're trying to sell the photo pass. If you're going to give uh, ride photos away, bearing in mind. Disneyland Paris is not a park that is full of photographers as it is. So the thing is, they've got the photographers, they just don't use them. Yeah. If you saw kind of fan days and run Disney when there's tons of photographers, but they weren't using them on normal days. And it's ridiculous. I was going to say to P-Dubs about getting a, a run Disney photo pass because we'd share it anyway. Um... And I think, I mean, it's not a bad photo pass. I think it's, I think it's a bit cheaper than a regular photo pass. But obviously, yeah, you get your, your ride, fo- uh, your, your your race photos, and you can use it for other photos as well. And you can share it between a, a number of you, so it reduces the cost down. Um, and I, I mean, I, I went and had the photo pass the last time that I went, and we came home with probably about thirty photos or something over a, a four or five day period. I was happy with that. Um, but I know people that have gone and have literally only got a couple of rides, ride mm. photos, and that's it. They've not had character photos done properly. Um, they've, not, they've not had any location, you know, like the castle photo or anything like that done. So you do have to argue, is it worth it? Um, you know, you really need to make sure you get the ride photos. You know, if you're not going to go on those rides, do you still want a photo pass? You know, it's... It's debatable, but you know, if that was a a pass that you like, so fifteen euros, I want hyperspace mountain. Okay, you can ride hyperspace mountain all day long, fifteen euros. But it's not; it is one ride Mm. for one person. So that means family four. That that queue could be a two-hour queue all day. It won't be. It's never Hyperspace Mountain is not. <laughs> no, no. There, there's no attraction at Disneyland Paris where it's a two-hour queue all day long. I don't think there's a queue. I don't think there's a, a ride in any Disney park that's two hours all day long. Other than maybe Frozen. Still, I don't know. But what's you know what I mean? Flight of Passage like? <laughs> it's it's two, two hours but, all day long. Is there quiet times for that? Yeah, late late in the evening, like a lot of rides. Oh, okay. it, it does it does quieten down. But the thing is, um, I like I when this was released, I thought it was quite ludicrous. Um, however, I, I've because I I run a page um, 
which shared this news um because and there's been comments on the post of people that are willing to buy it and i couldn't quite believe what i was seeing the thing um, is though what, what have they got to lose by putting this up for offer yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna put anybody off because anybody who's gonna go and doesn't want to pay for it just goes and does the normal thing. I mean, so any, anybody who buys it, it's just extra money. For yeah, nothing. It, it's just money it for says in, It says in the press release that the service will be available in limited quantities. Uh, there's no pre-sales, although this also says it's a 15 euro flat fee, and uh, now there's discounts on top of that that have been added. So. Who knows? But yeah, it's valid once during the day of purchase. Yeah. Hey, once. it's just it's just there. <laughs> Sounds to me like it's just there for opportunistic. You know, if somebody if somebody wants to go and has got the cash and maybe doesn't really know what they're doing and just thinks, oh yeah, I'll have that. I'll, I'll plus this up. I'll premiumize this. Some people will buy. It. Some people will spend it. But you the know, problem the problem with this is that let's just say we're all completely wrong. And there's a big market for it, and people want to do it. What's going to happen in three years' time when Galaxy's Edge opens at Disneyland Paris? Are they going to turn around and say it's going to be awfully busy? So be if you want to get into it, you've got to pay twenty euros on top to get entry. Into it. <laughs> well, right. it'll be it'll be excluded probably. No, no. What I'm a saying bit, is, a bit like, instead, a bit like, instead, um... what they'll do is the only way to get into Galaxy's Edge is to pay an additional price to get into that area of the park. As long as they limit numbers, I'm fine with that. That well that's a separate that's a separate thing. They they may well do that and you may find that they did something in Florida, I don't know, but but if you think about it, it's a bit like when they opened uh Hogwarts in um in Universal because yeah. that wasn't included in the Express Pass, was it? No. Uh, so so because they know that people will go for that. So so why give them something? That, that they're going to go anyway. However, if everybody knows that the park's going to be busy because of Galaxy's Edge and they want to get another couple of rides in, hey, I'll buy another couple of these 15 euro fast passes while I'm there. And then, See, I, can, when, and then I can queue for Galaxy's Edge and then I can still get another couple of rides in. Great. When this was initially um, surveyed, because it's been surveyed probably for about a year, mm. um, there was two options. There was this 15 euro option and also an unlimited fast pass for ninety euros. Yeah, take um, the money. The ninety euros one hasn't popped up uh, yet, but I could see the ninety euro one being very popular for people that only want to do a day trip. Um, but the fifteen euro one mm, jury's out really. But it do, there's no loss to them if it doesn't work out. Just, yeah, so, so you're absolutely right. So this is just. A license to print money. They got, they got. They're taking no risk, you know. If whatever it sells, it sells. It'll be a hundred percent profit, damn near a hundred percent profit. So great. But the unlimited one, that is a risk because if if that's popular enough, it doesn't have to be really popular. It just has to be popular enough that it pisses people off who aren't willing to pay the extra ninety. Because now you're talking about what nearly two hundred euros for a day ticket if you're including that in it. Well, I yeah. mean, on top of that as well, that's that's if you're going alone. Like for me, yeah. that would be three hundred sixty euros on top, yeah, per day. Yeah, and that doesn't include food and everything else no. and accommodation, blah blah blah. So, so suddenly, a holiday which you know, and people already moan about the price yeah. of Disneyland Paris. 
that suddenly yeah. becomes Florida. Yeah, so that's that's where you've got to be careful. If you start making it unlimited, then it, it could actually skew the normal guest that doesn't want to pay that amount. But but if you just make it this premium thing, which is which is quite small, but it's a hundred percent profit. Hey, you know, happy days, you know. But compare this to what they're offering to in um, Disney World for the um, the top tier of the hotel guests. They can pay, can't they? Mm. They can pay for three extra fast passes a day. Is it fifty dollars per person per day for a minimum of three days? Mm. That's yeah. a thing. No one's up in arms about that. Everybody's got a price point. It's just different ways of doing Disney. Mm. My my point is fifteen dollars for one ride. I want to see more tiers building up to the unlimited for ninety. I want to see three rides for thirty euros because that is more palatable than the ninety euros. Because three rides, three fast passes would make a difference to your day. One is dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. Give people more options. In this respect, more options is better than all the other stupid options you do, two and a half grand for fan days and whatnot. That's ridiculous. But this, this could work, and it could work really well. But 15 for one. Just, just as a caveat, that like that two and a half grand for fan days was hotel and all other odds and sods. I don't care what it was; it's still two and a half grand. Yeah, but it's it's not. It's not one ride on a not one. Did she get a free cupcake? Um, not from what I. No, she she didn't. She got a free lanyard. There you go. Wow. So did I though, and I paid eighteen nine. Don't rub it in. And it was exactly the same lanyard and pin. I had a Yoda cupcake. A Yoda cupcake last year was shit. They're quite disgusting, aren't they? They're kind of one of those very stale cakes, almost. Yeah, that's out of the master. Cakes are not meant to go in the fridge. The the size of your head in Walt Disney World. You get a cupcake over there for six dollars. It's the size of your head. Over there, it was the size of me bell end. <laughs> pens, pens on the size of your head, I suppose. Not name <laughs> I need to go to Walt Disney World and eat those cupcakes, then, don't I? <laughs> oh yeah, you you all you all come back huge. Everyone comes back huge from from. I mean, Walt Disney I mean, World. I I can't really. I mean, I spent six weeks in Canada uh, in 2011, oh, and beforehand, <laughs> beforehand, I was underweight, and now. I'm definitely not. <laughs> uh, that's Putin for you. Um, <laughs> right, Mr. D, before we, we wrap up, you've not been around much. Um, True. I don't know if there's been any kind of news out there, but I didn't know if there was anything that you wanted to bring to the table. Um, well, it's probably gone past a little bit, but... Um... There was a little, a little kind of sneaky maneuver by Disney where they'd offered free dining through until November, and then they changed their reservation policy and they and they pulled the free dining offers for later in the year. Uh, the, you can only book a hotel now uh, four hundred and ninety nine days in advance, so that's that's from the end of your holiday. So so when you check out, it's got to be less than four hundred ninety nine days. But in that. I, I, you know, and this is just for information, really, for anybody that's thinking of going. 
they've they've now jacked up the price of Caribbean Beach, which which is fair enough because they're spending a hell of a lot of money on Caribbean Beach. However, anybody who's gone before the skyline has opened is isn't really getting full value for money. So so certainly they've you know they've completely or they're in the process of completely refurbishing the centre of of uh, Caribbean Beach. Um, but to get the full you know added benefit really the skyline is going to be open because the hub's going to be in caribbean beach so you can go from there to the studios or to epcot um and if you want to you can even go the other way and and take it to uh, pop century and art of animation if you want to visit there and use the food court or whatever but um but there's it looks like there's going to be at least a period of time where you're paying you know quite a chunk extra for caribbean beach now um, before the skyline is open, so just for information for anybody that's thinking of going, cool. there's there's no difference. That Caribbean Beach was the same price as Coronado Springs, which were the lowest of the moderate resorts, and now you've got Coronado Springs, and then you've got Caribbean Beach, and the two Port Orleans resorts are kind of on a par. But uh, I think it will be a good resort when the skyline is open, I think it's going to have a lot of kind of added added value, added benefit. Mm. So anyway, we booked for Coronado Springs. Hell with it. <laughs> when, do you know, have they announced a date for the skyline yet? Or? Yeah, there were some rumours, or the last rumours I heard was that they were maybe going to open it in phases and the Epcot leg would be the last phase because as you come in, on the Skyliner, you're going to be looking right into the the Ratatouille construction site, yeah. and they don't want that. So theory is that um, the other legs from Out of Animation through Pop Century, Caribbean Beach to the new Riviera Resort, and then the other leg going to the studios, that, that those might open first, and then the leg to Epcot opens later. But when later is, it's probably after the Ratatouille ride. So... Mm. Um, twenty fall twenty nineteen, probably for the first part, or late summer twenty nineteen for the first part, and then I'm not quite sure when Ratatouille is scheduled to open. Um, in Epcot. No, I don't. I don't think they've announced a date for that. Actually, I haven't mm. seen him on anyway. Yeah. Craig, anything for yourself, my my good man? Um, no, I've done all my talking. <laughs> all, 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 all 12 lines um, I just think because it's timely before we go um, I went to see The Incredibles 2 the other day um, oh, I no like, spoilers I like The Incredibles um, more than Mr D did certainly um, oh, no, I liked Incredibles oh it was Ripley and yeah no, I'm it, a big fan of The Incredibles yeah I wasn't a huge yeah. I don't mind it Yeah, just don't get a... me wrong but it just wasn't one of my favourite Pixar ones yeah, um, P dubs. <laughs> I am. Um, I yeah. I went to see it the other day. I, I I thought it was fine. Um, it's become the biggest animated film of all time, I believe, now in America. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's, or it's certainly on the way to being the biggest animated film of all time over there. Um, it's good. Uh, I felt it played too safe. Personally, I thought it was a little bit too similar at times to the first one. Um. It was good. I'll watch it again, but I think the hype around it's been a bit much. I saw it yesterday, and I kind of totally agree 
with everything that you've just said. It was I I left the cinema just not thrilled but not disappointed. It was average. Yeah. I thought I've got um, I've got to say I think Pixar have been on a bit of a, a a damp squib run recently. Other than Coco, which I, I did still really haven't like. seen Coco. I do like yeah, that. Cook was, Cook was fantastic. Yeah, we watched it again. Well, the, my daughter was watching it again yesterday. Uh, I saw a little bit of it before I had to go back to work. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful looking film. It's a very nice film. But um, they seem to be become a little bit samey, very formalatic, I think. Um, I'm hoping now with the changes that we might see a bit more uh, of a change. Time will tell, I suppose. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have to see but uh, yeah so that was just my two pence worth on, on, on that um, and go on 3D good stuff 3D, 3D 2D 2D yeah 3D was, was fine again wasn't, wasn't anything I to write home about I did 2D but I rarely go to the cinema anyway really uh, I haven't been probably since Inside Out so uh, I don't like cinemas so um, but I went because I didn't pay for it my friend did for my birthday, so <laughs> that's why I went. <laughs> best, best time to go is when it's free. Um, <laughs> just before we, we wrap up completely, Mitchell, thank you again for, for joining us. I did thank name you so check. Much for having me. No, not at all. Uh, we did name check the LP hot seat at the beginning of the episode, but um, where can people find you if they want to uh, find out more? This is going to add an extra hour to the podcast. Uh, I'm Mitchell Disney on Twitter, YouTube, and all that. Uh, also run DLP Dreamers and the DLP Dreamers podcast, and also the Where Dreams Are Made Facebook group. Booyah! Did that go. pretty fast. That wasn't that wasn't too bad. I mean, um, you know, I do a lot. Who doesn't Who doesn't um, want another Disneyland Paris podcast? Shit, PW, you better rethink our strategy. In the next week or so. Yeah, we <laughs> really should have planned this better. Um, Competition. <laughs> but, um, constipation. Yeah, we know what we know what other competitions out there. I don't think it'll be constipation, Craig. It'll be the other one, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> I do think uh, I, I do think me and Mitchell will, will come out of that smelling like roses in the, in the War of Disneyland Paris podcast. Um, <laughs> thank you very much again for joining us um, it's been fantastic thank you for having me and thanks for all the others for listening to my bullshit <laughs> to be fair I mean guys you're used to listening to bullshit aren't you with me yeah yeah but now the there's the two Essex uh, lads 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 uh, on the podcast uh, for this episode so uh, don't know how they cope with the two of us they're, they're still alive, which is the main thing. That's all I care about at the end of a podcast is that my, my co-host have made it to the other side. Um, Mr. D, thank you. P-Dubs, thank you. Or P-Dabs. Craig, thank you. Your dog shit contributions have been exquisite. Um, we'll see you next. The next episode, we've got Luke. I oh. think, Craig. It's just... It's yeah. just oh, it's yeah. It's already recorded, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, we're going to put out some special shows over the summer. So yeah, um, on it. Yeah, so uh, that'll be our next project. So thank you for listening. Um, follow us in the usual places. Uh, message us on Twitter if you want to get involved. And we'll see you all next time. Woo. Oh, Mary Poppins, y'all. He's Mary <laughs> Poppins, y'all. <laughs> Had fun. Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, 
I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support. Podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Network.